give me some more of that uh, flute and history. Yo, Morty, give me some more of that flute and history, please. Back in 1655, the sun never set on the British Empire. That year, the British Navy kicked the Spanish out of Jamaica and claimed a large Caribbean island in the name of the mother country. England's colonies from Asia to Africa and throughout the Western Hemisphere helped make it one of the wealthiest, most influential empires the world has ever seen. The 19th century saw England's industrial revolution blossom. The rich got richer, and the way the working class works changed forever. For it is the empire, which includes one quarter of all the lands and of all the peoples of the world, that gives to Britain its position as a first-class power. Then came the wars. By the time World War II ended, England was badly bruised, looking to its far-flung colonial population to help rebuild. By the time of the 1970s, the influx of immigrants with brown skin led to unprecedented racial tension, with economic downturn and energy crisis putting the country in a state of emergency. The government had put a cap on wages while inflation spiked out of control. Workers went on strike. Power outages were routine. Battle lines were being drawn along race and class like never before. Post-Empire Great Britain was locked in a struggle to define itself. I mean, it was kicking off here, man. You know, we had riots in the late 70s, talking massive unemployment, three-day weeks, rise of the National Front. The popular music of the time was like a million miles removed from the feeling on the street. The cultural climate was pretty dread. <laughs> Episode of Tracks from the Treehouse Lounge with your buddy, myself. It's me, Mortimer the Magic Man, Maine. Once again, with another beautiful day, man, we are in the E's, baby. We've made it through the record collection from the numerals all the way to the E's together with E's, okay? So we're gonna E's 
ease into the ease a little bit later on. But before we get to that, let's talk about the movie that we didn't watch this morning. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Yeah, man, we watched baseball instead. We all got together and watched a baseball game because we got the deluxe sports package popping off in the lounge because we got everything that one could need up in here, all right? We got all the cures for what ails you, baby. Number one, being the love. Number two, being the sounds, okay? They bring us the information, which is what we crave, which is what we come to the show for each and every day. All right. Well, first things first, man, you're fucking with the worst. I'll be sticking pins in your head like a fucking nurse. <laughs> R.I.P. O.D.B. Okay, check this out. Today, I, I had this band labeled as the English Beat because that's how they were known in the U.S. and Canada. In the U.K., where they are from, they're just known as the Beat. And in Australia, where they had a lot of fans, have a lot of fans, they were known as the British Beat. Because these guys, these legends, ah, I can't underscore how important the show is yet at this point because, oh my god, there's so much today. So much juice. These guys formed in Birmingham, Birmingham, in 1978, but there was another band in the US that had already had the name The Beat. In fact, they were signed to Columbia Records. This guy named Paul Collins <laughs> that I never heard of, but uh, apparently, you know, and he had a record deal and he was like still making music and touring and stuff. So I guess people care about him. People care about this bumbleclot. But uh, yeah, they sued the English English Beat, and so the English Beat were like, okay, we're the Beat in the UK, and uh, we'll be the English Beat, like, whatever, in North America. And then it was like, okay. <laughs> so that's why we're hearing them in the E's, man, and not in the B's, okay? Because I didn't even know this information. I knew there was like, I knew there was some weirdness, but I didn't know about this Paul Collins cat, man, who from now on we will never mention again. Okay, moving on. This record is one of my most important records, no doubt, people. This is a carol record. This is a record that I so desired for years, for years, until one day it came in with the carol collection and my life was changed forever and maybe because of that maybe because of carol your life will be changed today too because this album this record is pure fucking juice baby okay first things first the cover art <laughs> i haven't talked about cover art in quite a while right okay because we haven't had anything worth talking about. But this is, no shit people, one of the greatest album covers that was ever graphically designed. The pink, the color, it's black, white, and pink. It's all black, white, and pink. This pink, I swear to God, I could identify it on the street because I just love it so much. It's such a, Hot color, man. It's a hot pink, right? No, 1980. Damn. And then 
the silhouettes of the six band members in black and white all together and the uh, the rocker the girl with the music note on her little sweater whatever she's listening to the record on the back you must check out the album art on the Mort Main Mortimer Main Instagram page because not only will you see this absolutely iconic album cover art you will see the record sleeve that came with this record I will describe it to you now it's a normal record sleeve oh by the way this issue was a, a Canadian uh, pressing not a UK import for any of those who are wondering the record sleeve it's normal it's plain it's yellow and weathered but on it somebody has drawn a scene of two dancers two mods dancing it up in a room with some beers on the floor and they're wearing suits and they're having a good time and this is this piece of art is the greatest carol artifact that we have it's possible it's most likely that carol actually drew this okay the only other artifact carol artifacts we have other than the actual records are her signature her writing she just writes her name carol which she has done on the front cover of this record quite boldly placed for carol because i think carol's like if anybody tries to steal this fucking record from me i'll fucking kill them i don't know no who knows she probably didn't curse like that but uh, you know i think you get the point check out this artwork have you ever seen anyone just like doodle on the inside of a record sleeve and then for me when i pulled out pulled it out for the first time i was like look at this i was so excited i was so happy it was one of like okay well obviously when i got the carol records this was one of the greatest days in my history as a vinyl collector and then i pull it out and i see this you know this little drawing the sketch that someone's done in pen 26 years before to be completely forgotten about until uh, then. Uh, this is power, man. This is like the spirit of Carol today. I love this song. I love Mirror in the Bathroom. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I heard this early on. Like, I don't remember when I first heard it, but I remember hearing it being like, this is music. This is the good tunes. I knew about this song before I knew about the English beat and two-tone records and ska and UK ska. I have loved this song for so many years. I can't stop it, I can't help it. We just have to listen to it right now, right now, right now. Here we go, baby, mirror in the bathroom. Right now, right now, right now. Just 
song before are you still shivering yes that was mirror in the bathroom that was my friends one of the greatest songs i can bring to you check this out what do you think it's about you probably think it's about drugs right no check this out i'm gonna read something that somebody else wrote according to the composer and singer of the song the band dave wakeling song originated when he was working on a construction site and he got up for work one winter morning after a couple of drinks and found his clothes still wet on the bathroom floor harsh tokes for him so while shaving he said i started talking to myself in the mirror he said dave we don't have to do this mate we don't have to do this and in the mirror behind me the door of the bathroom had a tiny little latch on it and i said to myself the door is locked it's only me and you just me and you here We don't have to be putting ourselves through this when we wake up and our fucking clothes are on the floor all wet. Like, geez, you don't even know what happened. So that day on his way to work on his motorbike, he thought about the idea of the door is locked just you and me and reflected on the nature of narcissism. He said, and you'd see it perhaps on Sunday afternoon with people window shopping. Half the time they're actually just looking at their own reflection. Then this restaurant opened and it was a big deal at the time because it had glass tables. And I was like, oh, you can watch yourself. So like I said, the title of the song led some to believe mistakenly that it was about drawing lines of cocaine on a mirror. Wakeling said that in America in the early 80s, everybody gave me knowing winks and said, 
Oh, I know what that one's about then, Dave. <laughs> and it wasn't that mirror in the bathroom at all. It was the one on the wall, not the one you put on your knee, okay? So that song is not about drugs, but it is drugs if you listen to it. That's dance music, baby. Okay, these guys are about unity, unity, unity. Amazing stuff, powerful stuff. This whole group, this whole sound, this movement, this scene was exemplified by the record label that put out the music called Two-Tone. What's Two-Tone? It's black and white, okay? Do you get it? Do you get the message? Check this out. You probably heard of a band called The Specials. Actually, I've talked about them before. They did that Pressure Drop cover that got my friend Scott thinking that The Specials had written Pressure Drop. Okay, check out check out previous episodes to hear me talk about that. Jerry Dammers, this dude, the the main guy from The Specials who I was lucky enough to see in concert play a couple years ago. He started the record label in 1979. Chrysalis, a record label that we've also talked about many times before, the very same label that put out my friend Jeff the Barber Beefcake's uncle's band, The Pursuit of Happiness. Chrysalis had wanted to sign the specials, but Jerry Dammers had arranged for a label deal for Chrysalis to instead fund 15 singles a year and release at least 10 of those. That is how Two-Tone came into being. It was under the Chrysalis umbrella. It was the music, the, it was a cultural movement. So this was during that second wave of skinheads, right? When racism started to be really pervasive, like worse than ever. These, these riots in the streets that we talked about, the, the clashes between the racist skin and the not racist skin. So under two-tone, you had the non-racist skins, the rude boys, the mods, this like three subcultures coming together and we're all grooving to these tunes. We're talking about bands like The Selector, which we're gonna hear because Carol had some of her records. We're gonna talk about Madness, which we're gonna hear because I bought some Madness. And we're gonna talk about The Specials because I have all their records from Carol. Which is weird now that I think about it because that doesn't fit with the like alphabetized A through G stack from the two Carol deposits that we got. It's weird that those S's are in there, but it's it's no mistake either, right? That I have the selector, the specials out of the S in Carol's alphabetized collection. Goddamn, RIP Carol. Thank you, my dear. Thank you for all you've done. I hope you still live. Get a hold of me if you do. Okie doke, time for another tune. This one's called Twist and Crawl. You have to understand, my friends, that this is dance music. When this would come on, when these sounds would come on, everyone would flood the dance floor and just feel it, okay? No one was too tough to dance. There wasn't any of these chumps in the club who would just rather hold up the wall because they didn't want to be seen too tough to dance. You know what I think, man? Dancing is tough because it's just like, fuck y'all to all those, you know, wallflowers. <laughs> You're too tough to dance, man. You're probably actually a pussy. Check it out. Let's twist and crawl together, baby. Twist and crawl, twist and crawl.
digging on this stuff after all these years yo that is gonna be it for today my friends i hope you had a good time today hope you learned a lot hope you're gonna be able to transfer this information on to someone else in the future that's what we're talking about here each one teach one right okay my friends i will be back shortly a slight pause okay but don't worry before i go though i just want to give a quick shout out to my friend lisa for being there with us every episode, for being real with it since the beginning, all right? So props to Lisa, big ups, my friend. Yo, here's the parting thought, other than the, the music, the juice that we just dove into. What you do today will have an impact on how you live tomorrow, all right? So make sure you are doing everything you need to do to be happy to make others around you happy because that will help you be a happier person. I am quite sure of that. Kindness is the key. Peace and love to all y'all. Bring it back here, my friends. In just about 24 hours, meet up with me one time at the lounge. The door is always open to all of our friends. I will say goodbye for now, but don't worry. I will see you tomorrow. 
Peace, y'all. Peace, unity, love, peace. Peace to Ranking Roger. Peace to the English beat. Peace to Two-Tone.